Good morning and thanks so much for listening in. This is the Daily Morning Update from BQ Prime and I'm Alex Matthew. Today is the 9th of May. Here's everything that you need to know. India's civil aviation regulator has asked GoFirst to stop selling air tickets immediately days after the carrier filed for voluntary insolvency. In a statement yesterday, the regulator said that it had issued a show-cause notice to the airline for their failure to continue the operation of services in a safe, efficient and reliable manner. Meanwhile, GoFirst has requested the National Company Law Tribunal for an early decision on its plea for voluntary insolvency resolution proceedings before the two-member bench headed by Tribunal President Ramalingam Sudhakar. Moving on, the government is considering a creditor-led insolvency resolution mechanism under the bankruptcy law to fast-track settlement and ease the burden on the National Company Law Tribunal. Under this mechanism, creditors and debtors can reach an informal agreement on the plan to resolve a bankruptcy case and then approach the NCLT to quickly admit cases. That's a source-based report by the Economic Times. In other news, the Finance Ministry has declined to intervene in a plea for relief made by the insurance industry, which is facing penal action for goods and services tax input tax credit violations. The Ministry has referred the matter to the Insolvency Regulatory and Development Authority of India. Officials pegged the alleged tax evasion at over 2,000 crore rupees. That too is a story in the Economic Times. Now, a committee headed by former oil secretary Tarun Kapoor has recommended that India should ban diesel-powered vehicles in cities with over a million people and also in polluted towns by 2027 as part of the nation's green transition. The report was commissioned by the oil ministry in 2021. The recommended ban relates to four-wheeled vehicles, but the panel also suggests phasing out motorcycles, scooters and three-wheelers with internal combustion engines by 2035. Now, US investor Invesco has again marked down the valuation of its investment in bundled technologies, the operator of food delivery company Swiggy. It values the Bengaluru-based company at around $5.5 billion as of January 31st this year, according to a recent Securities and Exchange Commission filing by one of Invesco's investment funds. This revised valuation represents a 48.6% haircut from the valuation at which the company raised $700 million in January 2022. Its current valuation is more comparable now with Zomato. Now, in other news, Brookfield Infrastructure Partners is considering the sale of a minority stake in its telecommunications tower business in India. The Canadian investment firm is working with an advisor to sell a stake of more than 10% in the infrastructure investment trust that holds Summit Digital. And an international update on AI. Bloomberg has reported that an entrepreneur, Edward Tian, who is a 22-year-old Princeton University student that is studying computer science and journalism, has developed an app called GPT-0 to make it easier to distinguish between text written by people and that composed by a machine. The tool has an accuracy of 99% for human text and 85% on AI text, according to his company. He's now launching a new program called Origin, aimed at, as he calls it, 
saving journalism. In international markets, US stocks ended mixed with the Dow losing ground and the other two benchmarks ending marginally higher. And two of the three early risers in the Asia-Pacific region have started lower. With that, it's over to Neeraj Shah for the trade setup for the day in India. Morning, Neeraj. Global queues are seemingly lackluster this morning. What are you focusing on for our markets and how are we expected to start? Good morning, Alex. Um, well, the thing about markets currently uh, seem to be that while the global queues are lackluster normally, Indian markets still seem to be doing okay. Remember, the flows are very positive and we've spoken about that in, in yesterday's podcast as well. And that continues to drive the optimism around the markets. This was the eighth straight day of positive uh, FI flows uh, for Indian markets. 2,000 crores added yet again. And yesterday, the strength in rate-sensitive NBFCs, autos and pharmaceutical stocks were evident. And some of these may not be done for the year as yet because the queues are actually not just for the current month, but for the year at large. And therefore, don't be surprised if you actually see the likes of a Bajaj Finance, the Metropolises and the Loras Labs and the Lupins of the world, or even the autos like Tata Motors uh, doing well per se. Now, I'm sure you've spoken about the India-Canada trade deal and people will be busy trying to figure out the potential beneficiaries. So that's uh, something to research into as well. There's also the listing today of Mankind Pharma, uh, which I'm sure you've spoken about as well. Uh, I'll focus on the stocks to monitor today. Uh, results, firstly, while Mahanagar gas volumes may have disappointed a bit, the, the reported numbers were strong. Revenues were up 50% at 1771 crores ahead of the estimates of 1634. But it's on the operational front, wherein they clocked in a bitter margin of 22% versus 18%. And the estimates were 19%. So good beat there. Good beat on the profitability as well. 100% jump in profits, much ahead of street estimates and their Bloomberg estimates, that is. And therefore, MGL becomes a stock to watch. Andhra Paper becomes a stock to watch. Phenomenal performance. Revenues are up 38, 38%. EBITDA was up 179%. As a result of which there was a 2,000 basis points expansion in EBITDA margins and a 170% jump in PAT. So strong performance uh, certainly stands out to me as the stock of the day. But it's a small name. Small name. Carbonatum Universal revenues were up 38%. So you could argue they were largely in line with estimates. But again, a small beat on the EBITDA margin, 15.87% versus estimated 15%. And a beat on the PAT. Uh, up 140% at 137 crores. The Bloomberg estimates were 100 crores. So not as strong as beat as Andhra paper, but good numbers nevertheless. VIP Industries, the reported number is a net loss of 4 crores, but that's because of an exceptional expense of 47 crores. Leave that aside. The numbers are good. A bit of margin too, there's a bit of a beat. So make it do well. And Ugar Sugar follows up with the list of sugar names which are doing well. Again, exceptional performance, much in line with what Andhra Paper did. Revenues up 67%, EBITDA margins expanding about 1,000 basis points, net profit up 339% at 65 crores versus 15 crores. So it did well. MK believes Canada Bank could be a good stock to monitor too because there was a short buildup seen on the stock. And if the positive price move results in the covering of short positions, then we may well see uh, some more positivity. So watch out for that one. Uh, on the companies which disappointed, maybe Pidilite reacts a bit negatively because their beta margin performance, while strong, was lower than estimated. Revenues uh, 
uh, were slightly lower than estimated. Net profit uh, was though in line, but relative to the standards that it sets, pretty light, a bit of a disappointment. Billa Soft optically may look okay, a net profit versus a loss, but the estimates were 109 crores any which ways, and they've clocked in 112 crores. So be mindful that it's only optically looking okay, nothing too great about it. Kansai Neralak again, the reported net profit number of a 279% jump at 93 crores looks ex looks important, but the estimates were 122 crores and therefore nothing too great out there. Arti Industries, uh, similarly, and Apollo Pipes, flattish performance, but you know the stock that's trading so expensive it needs to do better may react a bit negatively. Uh, so all of these would certainly be in focus. Uh, I'll also watch out for some of the CNG players if they react to what the Indian oil panel has urged uh, which is the diesel vehicle ban in big cities from 2027 and 2024 onwards, all new registrations for city delivery vehicles should be electric. And that could be an interesting one. With that, it's back to you. Thanks, Neeraj. And as always, thank you all for listening in. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great day.